Are you struggling to lose weight and keep it off? Tired of wasting time and money on starvation diets that lead to more frustration and stress? If there was a weight loss solution that could actually work for you, would you try it? Then head to Golo.com. I'm Steve. I lost 138 pounds in nine months on Golo. I'm Amber. I've lost 128 pounds with Golo taking release. If you're ready to take back control of your life, head to Golo.com now and see how Golo can work for you. That's G-O-L-O.com. My sleep is way better. My inflammation has gone way down. Golo saved my life. I was way overweight. That's what sent me down the path. I wanted to make sure and live for my kid. I have literally tried everything. I was on the verge of getting gastric bypass surgery, and I saw the Golo commercial, and it was the last thing I tried because it worked. Join over 2 million people who have found a better way to lose weight with Golo. Your healthier and happier life begins at Golo.com. That's G-O-L-O.com. Again, G-O-L-O.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Latter Day Lesbian, the podcast about an ex Mormon gay girl who's figuring out her life, goddammit. Oh, I'm not, I'm not trying anymore. That I was just trying to you figure know, out. You I'm, know, I'm putting a positive spin oh, on it this week. Look at you, Miss Positivity. I know. I had to take the name of the Lord in vain and everything on that one. Oh, uh oh. Woo! Trouble. Lightning. Mm-hmm. Look out. So, what's your name? Uh, Mary. <laughs> and I'm Shelly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I just heard one of the dogs shake. That was probably Eddie. Yeah, it was Eddie. He was shaking. And that's Eddie and that's Domino, and they mm-hmm. are shredding rope toys uh, at our feet. Well, so. Domino is because he is a weirdo with neur- neuroses. And yeah, he's like he's a little, kinda... he's the he's a mix of a wolverine and a ferret. And a honey and a badger. a Tasmanian devil and a honey badger. And I guess there's dog thrown in somewhere. I don't, I don't, know, if, I don't know if there is. Okay. <laughs> he either is going to be licking one of us, like our legs or something. Mm-hmm. Nothing gross, people. Mm-hmm. Or he's going to be chewing on a rope toy or um, chewing on a bone. Those are our options. Yeah, that's basically what he does all day. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when he gets to his, when he gets, when he wants to play. Yeah. Um, he's relentless, and he will get up on a couch and launch himself off the couch and launch himself off the bed. Oh, and he, he'll like, yeah, he pounces. Yeah, he pounces. He's like a little tigger. Well, he bounds like dinga, 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 uh-huh. dinga. It's That's the sound effect it makes. <laughs> yeah, I wonder what goes on in his little pea brain. I don't think it— I don't know. I've said this before. He is pure instinct. There's mm-hmm. no thought process. We should try to get a video of all the bounding. You should. The yeah, bounding. that would be kind of fun. You know, speaking of video, I really want people to check out our YouTube channel. I think oh, there's some right. good stuff up there. All the longer format videos are available on Patreon, and that is a tier for our patrons. It's a little gift to them for donating to our cause. So full videos, for the most part, are not available at this point on YouTube. But there's shorter form stuff that is pretty darn funny. I think so. I know. Is it just me? Um, do no, I think it's just, do just, I, are we the only, the only ones one? who watch it over and over and over and over? <laughs> yeah, we are definitely slowly building our YouTube page. Um, we're a little older than the YouTube set, so <laughs> we're learning. Yeah, the fact that you called it a page just now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I think it's a channel. <laughs> Sorry. It's a channel. It's practically The Netflix. millennials who are listening, we are working <laughs> on it. If you have any tips for us, let us know. Yeah, so, um, right. So we got a lot of teasers, mm-hmm. and I think the teaser content's pretty Pretty funny too. Oh, okay, funny. so after show nine, yeah. I was really on. Yeah, like, <laughs> and I was not. Well, you know what? I carried it for us. You did because I was basically irritated at everything, and which irritated made it kind of funny. Me, actually, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, but you know what? It's funny, and I will hint at it right now. This is a teaser to the teaser. Huh. Uh, you revealed something extremely 
uh, hilarious, I think. Maybe sad, depending what are we, what are on your about? viewpoint. What? After show nine, you revealed that you wanted your boys to oh, like God. to practice God. playing the piano. God. So just in case they were on a mission. I'm sorry, God. And the pianist, which is kind of a funny word all by itself. It's true. In case the pianist was sick that day or they didn't have one, they just had this lonely piano up front collecting mm-hmm. dust mm-hmm. that the DeWitt boys <laughs> would rise to the challenge. You and- make fun of me, and it is embarrassing. <laughs> but I play the piano. I bet there are listeners right now, like raise your hand listeners, if you... <laughs> <laughs> were thinking your boys need to learn how to play a couple how, of hymns. How is that a thing? It just is. Because <laughs> so I heard weird. it somewhere, right? I didn't make it up. <laughs> like, I got the idea from some fool. Oh, my gosh. I just think that um, but the pressure oh, on missionaries yeah. to to feel like they've got to fill in for the well, musicians. the pressure of going on a mission alone. Can you imagine your 19-year-old self leaving home for two years mm-hmm. and wearing a dress? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's tra- that's traumatic for oh, you. Okay, yeah, that's true. Um, and just being away from home for two years, like the two years when you're supposed to be going to college and doing fun college shit. And, like playing drinking games and yeah, stuff. Yeah, playing drinking games, and you're off— Learning hymns to play. Yeah, learning uh, hymns to play and, and having doors <laughs> slammed in your face and being told what to do. And being told that your uh, religion might be fake <laughs> and that there's an exclusion policy that you yes. should be aware of yep. by the investigator uh, answering the door. Mm-hmm. Investigator would have been a really good foom pod because I had no idea. That's something I think that came. Did that come out in uh, after show nine or eight? I don't remember. They're, it's all running together. But I found out that the people who answer the doors... And is it only the people that answer the doors that are questioning more? Yeah, an investigator is someone that you go see who wants to know more. Or Uh, that they've said they want to know more because they're just fucking being polite. Oh. It's not just any random person. I thought maybe it applied to people that had done some investigating on the church and was and they were giving you some information that you probably didn't want to hear. Oh, no. That's what I thought it was. It's like if the missionaries knock on the door and someone's like, oh, yeah, sure, come on in, then they are instantly investigators because they're being receptive. Okay, so I think that's a bonus foom pod. We should cue music and then put the buzzer in. <laughs> <laughs> it's a no, I've got a, I've got a fucking fantastic oh, foom pod today. She's having to break out the cuss words. It's real, real good. <laughs> Be it's good. Blow your effing oh. mind. Okay. Well, I can't wait for my mind to be effing blown. Mm-hmm. Did we talk about the uh, half off June? Well, we have really not. We just touched on Patreon a little bit, but we got to like mention the Patreon patrons, the oh, new ones yeah. for this week, and also talk about the promotion. Remember last week? Maybe it was two weeks ago. We only had a, a three Patreon. Two. We only had two, two patrons, and I was like, I'm, I'm not yeah, sad I think about you're it. I'm okay. Really depressed. I'm okay. Yeah, I was kind of. I, I for some reason, I think take you it personally. Scheduled like, a people therapy don't like appointment me. immediately. I did. I did. <laughs> um, anyway, like I had hoped, because we have met so many new people in the last two and Pride people festivals. Felt sorry for you. Maybe. Whatever. A little <laughs> we'll manipulation take it. We'll take tactic. It. I don't care. A little heart cell. <laughs> Cue music. I want like sad violins. Oh, okay. <laughs> Okay, you want me to put in some violins? Sure. Okay. okay. <laughs> Cue the violin. Anyway, we have five this week, and Woo-hoo! I'm so excited about it. We're, we're picking back up again. That makes me happy. Not only does it remind us that people are listening, but it also helps us feel loved and supported. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm excited because we're getting very, very close to our goal of 100 patrons. Oh, yeah. And the reward for that is I will read my patriarchal blessing. It should be a good like one. video out loud. Oh, okay. We're going to video this. Okay. I think so. That's a good I idea. Think so. Okay. 
Also, is it laminated? Because the temple recommend is laminated. Um, a lot of times people will laminate it or they'll get it shrunk down into little small sizes and then you laminate it and like put it in your scriptures. Yes, like shrinky dinks. <laughs> really? But not stained glass shrinky dinks, <laughs> just little paper shrinky dinks. And not thick and cool. Okay, well, I cannot wait for this patriarchal blessing to be read. This is going to be fun stuff. Yeah, it will be good. We should find out, like, from our listeners how many have really similar experiences with their patriarchal Well, I think blessing. we should tell people ahead of time, like, hey, we're going to read it. We're going to read mine, so get yours out. Get yours and out follow and let's compare. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> That'd be great. That is funny. What I wanted to mention was for the month of June, still, Pride Month, we're having a Pride promo, mm-hmm. which is if you join us on Patreon, you can subscribe at the $3 level, mm-hmm. which gives you the same access as the $6 level, which yeah, is all of our off, cool videos. Half so, off deal. Yeah. And then what will happen at the end of the month, end of June, I will contact everyone who has joined and give you a choice. Um, I just don't want people to keep being charged $3 if they're like, blah, whatever. Um, I'll remind really you that you. you subscribed and say, what do you want to do now? I mean, basically, anyone can cancel at any time. Absolutely. Yeah, just letting you know. I mean, there's no obligation. No, you can you can subscribe for one month and then quit. I mean— You won't want to. You won't want to. <laughs> <laughs> and so I will us. cry at night. Um, <laughs> but there's the option. We'll need that extra money for, for Shelly's for therapy. therapy bills. <laughs> I'm a little sensitive. <laughs> But because you know what it is? I feel like all of our listeners are my friends. And I feel like the patrons are my friends because we interact a lot on Patreon. And then I just, I don't know, I get my feelings hurt. Maybe I need well, to go to really therapy. it really hasn't happened, in, except like for a couple of cases. Yeah. yeah. But they didn't quit. They just downgraded. And that's fine. Maybe there were No, really, some, it is fine. I, maybe they had some monthly bills that were—, were uh, No, Maybe, maybe we need to do like one of those tithing interviews at the end of, end of mm-hmm. the year. What do you call those? Uh, tithing settlement. Tithing settlement. Oh, my God. Okay. I need to know if any other church does something like that. I don't think any other church sits you down and is like, are you a full tithe payer? That's what they ask you. That is so wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. It should be optional to pay tithing at a church. Of course it should. So life happens, and sometimes you can't afford it. Uh-huh. And I'd say the same applies for our Patreon tiers. If you have decided— that you have to downgrade or leave us, we will not take it personally, in spite of what Shelly is saying. No, you're right. I, I just have to work <laughs> through my emotions when that happens. And it's okay. It's okay. It is okay. No one is forced to anything. I nope. just, um, somehow I equate patrons with approval. Oh, Jesus. No pressure, everybody. <laughs> no, no, no. Should no, we no. go ahead and read the names? Yeah, let's go ahead. Here's before my new favorite everyone... people in the world. <laughs> oh, God. Thank you for your approval. <laughs> Thank you for your approval. I have issues. I know. <laughs> God, I need wow. therapy. Uh, hello, JR. Yeah, I'm going to have to give you a call. <laughs> you know, we keep saying that. <laughs> I know. I still haven't gone, although half my friends go. Well, that, okay. Does that make it? Does that make it the yeah, same thing? Yeah, it's the same thing. Because then I'm like, "How was your session with Jr.?" And they tell me, and then suddenly I feel better. <laughs> so you don't need to go. <laughs> yeah, save well, my this money. is sort of like group therapy for it you. Is, I think it is. This is true. Okay. Okay. Here are our patrons. First one, Leah C. By the way, I'm pumped for Leah C. Because we are pimping her pod today. Ooh, in a few minutes. That's pretty cool. Second, Tawny W. Thank you, Tawny. Love your name, Tawny. 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 That's hmm. pretty cool. Then we've got Lori W. I wish okay. I could say your last name because it's super cool, but I'm just going to say All Lori right. W. Okay, okay. Matt H. Nice. Matt H. Yeah. Way to go, Matt Thank H. Thank you, Matt H. And Leanne J. 
I like last names to start with J because that's my maiden name. Johnson. Okay. So uh-huh. Leanne J, thank you. And I am challenging everyone to help us meet our five patrons per week goal. Okay. And uh, don't forget, 100 patrons is just around the corner. Tiz, you guys are going to want to hear my blessing. What's next after that? We're going to have to come up with a new goal. Yeah. I think once we hit 100, I'll read the blessing online. We'll chat about it. Not online. What do I mean? On the air? On the waves? On the internet? Oh, jeez. We'll make a video? We're going to make a video. Okay. And then we'll <laughs> let our patrons choose what happens at the next like 125 juncture. Big word. I liked it. Interesting. All Just right. no nudity, people. Mm-hmm. We have standards. I mean, I, I would. Mm, okay. You're on your own with that one. <laughs> okay. Where were we last weekend? Oh, yeah. We went to Capital Pride here in the D.C. area. Well, it was actually in D.C. We're actually, in, in we're DC. in the D.C. metro area, mm-hmm. but we went into we made the trek on metro into D.C. And did the whole pride thing. And, you know, I was amazed people came out because it was drizzly all day. It was drizzly, but we still had a lot of people. Yeah, we did. It was fantastic. You know what I loved? There were a lot of ex-Mormons. And next year, we're going to bring a cowbell because we would have people read the sign, Latter-day Lesbian, come running in to our booth and be like, oh my gosh, I was Mormon too. (laughs) I'm an ex-Mormon. And like, ah, cowbell. We want to ring a cowbell every time. Yeah, I know. So next year we will have a cowbell set on our table. So when people run in, they can ring the cowbell and be super excited about it. Right. Um, Because we just didn't think about that. We didn't think about how many ex-Mormons would be at Capital Pride. And there was a difference because um, at Utah Pride, which still was super freaking amazing, mm-hmm. but at Utah Pride, I think the the bulk of people were ex-Mormon. And so it was just, they were all ex-Mormon. Yeah. And so at DC Pride, it was very a much smaller population of ex-Mormon people. And so they felt really special to come and be like, oh my gosh, we found other, other ex-Mormons. It's this fun like group of ex-Mormons when you get outside of Utah. And Utah mm-hmm. is great too, but outside of Utah, you you just sort of bond with each other because there's not a lot of them, you know? Mm-hmm. And we took a lot of selfies with other ex-Mormons. We took selfies with ex-Mormons who were at BYU. And I'll get some pictures posted. I actually haven't really posted a lot from our two Pride events. I just haven't had the time, um, but I will soon. So yeah, stay I tuned. I want to do more Pride festivals. I know. Yeah, we need to We're think thinking, okay, listeners, where are we going to find large concentrations of ex-Mormons? <laughs> We're thinking Arizona. We're thinking Idaho. We're coming for you. We're coming for you. <laughs> Where can we come see our people? So think about it. Well, also, Maybe I California. like that. Well, I like that the Pride festivals, some of them are spread out. So That's true. There, I think we have an Arizona Pride coming up in September. Was that well, right? Well, it's not a Pride. It's a something else. No, I think there's both. I think there's like a Rainbow Festival and Pride in the same month, maybe. No, I think their Pride was in April, and then their Rain- Rainbow Festival okay. is in November. Well, there you go. But that sounds fun. I would go to that. Well, either one. They're not all in June. That's the thing. It's like yeah. we can't do all the June ones because no. they're all like they're piggyback on yeah, one another. correct. And then Atlanta, we're thinking about that one. Mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm. in October. So, yeah, we've got to do some research on when all the Pride Festivals are. We should hit them all up if we I can. Yeah, we didn't realize how fun it would be and how many new friends we would make. And so now we're thinking, hmm, we need to get on the Pride circuit. Well, I also think it makes an interesting variety to your typical Pride Festival booth yeah. because, you know, you've got your bank over here. you got your insurance company over here. Mm-hmm. you got your thongs. There's always people. Yeah. And there's- dick coverage. <laughs> I don't know what you call them. Which is great. Banana hammocks. Banana or hammocks. Uh huh. Yeah, we've got, well, there's clothing purveyors or jewelry. <laughs> I've never said the word purveyor <laughs> until right now. Well, there you go. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> uh, let's see what else you got. Food. P flags, always there. True. 
There's different things. Yeah, but in the, uh, DC, which is huge, and Utah Pride, which is huge, there were no other podcast booths, so that was pretty fun for us. Yeah, maybe the podcasters are not getting on the uh, festival circuits. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. You know what was funny? At DC Pride, um, every year they have, it's either affirmations or Mormon building bridges or something, which is sort of a Mormon thing, mm-hmm. and none of them showed up this year. So there was one guy that came through the festival, and he was looking for Mormons building bridges or affirmations, and he found us instead, and he's like, well, where are the other ones? We're going, I don't know. I don't know. And he goes, oh my gosh, they didn't come today. He was so disappointed that he sent them a text with our picture and saying, <laughs> there's a new booth in town. Oh. I mean, we had candy, free candy, free bracelets, free stickers, free temporary tattoos. We did. We did. Some people have written in. They're like, I couldn't go to the festival. You send me some stuff. You know, if you give us postage, we will probably send that to you. Oh, there are a few people that I need to send to. No, you're right. um, We can't just afford postage for everybody. Sorry, guys. We have a lot of expenses. We we are starving podcasters. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, this stuff adds up. Oh, I wanted to bring um, up a couple of things there. There was a lady that came through, and she was like, I need you to talk to my son. My son has just joined the Mormon church, and he's out of his mind, and I'm super upset about it, and I'm going to bring him by, and you need to talk to him. It felt like family therapy a little bit. I know. Just listen to the damn podcast and make up your mind. But here's what I felt bad about is he came, and I'm not going to say, bro, you just joined a cult, but we were just kind of talking. He rattled off a couple of things that clearly he had just had the missionaries tell him. Mm-hmm. And I thought, how sad. Here's this guy that's excited about this new religion that he's joined, and I'm sure that all he's been told is that families are forever, and Joseph Smith had a revelation, and this is the the one true church. Yeah. And if, if you prove your faithfulness by paying your tithing, because they have to have the tithing talk first, that you can live together with your with your family. Isn't this wonderful? Oh, and that thing you're feeling right now is the Spirit telling you the church is true. Uh-huh. And he's just caught up in it. He knows nothing. Right. He knows none of the shit at all. And his— moms were looking at us like, tell them the shit, but it's not my job. No. It's not your job to sit there and list all Mm-mm. the bullshit. But what we did say was, I would recommend that you read everything you can. Yeah. Read everything you can. Yeah, that was not our place to discourage no. him from his religion. If that's what he wants to believe, he well, gets to believe anything I just feel bad because he's been told only the things that are basically lies and wonderful and great, and that's what he's basing his belief and his baptism on. Yeah, he just made me sad. He doesn't know yet that Joseph Smith used basically a sorting hat and (laughs) (laughs) and a uh, sorcerer's stone Uh or a philosopher's stone. If you Uh, read the British, this is call back to last week. (laughs) Yeah, Mm -hmm. to translate the the supposed golden plates that were like found five miles from his house. He doesn't know any of that stuff. He doesn't know anything. He doesn't know about um, the black people not being able to be saved until Mm -hmm. 1970 something. He doesn't know about the exclusion policy. No, he knows none of this. He doesn't know about bishops grooming. Children no, for sex. No. Yeah, no, he doesn't he know about know Brigham about Young that. coming into Utah Valley and and you know basically wiping out slaughtering Indians mm-hmm. and taking their children and selling Native them to Americans. Sweetheart, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm still learning. Here's the thing: I was born and raised in this cult, and I was trained how to think and how to talk. And you know what? I still mess up, and I have to go back and be like, you know, you're. I'm sorry. I don't mean. I don't mean to be offensive. I'm still working all the stuff. So, you know, yeah. I don't want you to edit that out. Okay. Leave that in. I refer to Native Americans as Indians, and I shouldn't have. And I apologize, and I'm trying to get the terminology straight. All right. Well, there you go. Everyone makes mistakes, and it's okay. It is okay. And we still love you. Do you? Yeah. Aww. I adore you. You do? Yeah. I adore you. Should we go make out? Yes. Okay. <laughs> and we'll be right back. <laughs> Is it too early for break time? <laughs> break time. <laughs> All right. We're not quite there yet. Okay. Uh, anyway, that, that was just what I wanted to talk about for Pride. 
Yeah, no, that was a really DC interesting Pride. conversation. Yeah. It it really was weird when she put him on the spot in front of us. I didn't love that. I didn't love that. Yeah. Because I didn't want to squash him. I didn't want to tell him he was wrong. I didn't want to tell him he had been suckered. I just could only encourage him to to read more things. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? Maybe she will listen to our podcast and get some more information and she can let him know. Yeah, like, sure. You know what I heard today? I heard that Joseph Smith was a magician. Yeah, why don't you look into it? An illusionist. Right. Yeah, yep. and he swindled a lot of people. Here's some of the problem there is that they will look into it by asking the missionaries or asking their bishop. And right. they will tell them some lie or guilt them into saying, you know, like saying, why are you even looking into this? You know it's true. You felt the spirit. Yeah. So I would hope that people would look outside of the church for, their, for, for some other answers. their historical answers. Yeah. For sure. Or just another viewpoint. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I agree. I agree. All right, moving on. What's next? Oh, we want to remind people that we still are planning on doing a spirituality series, and we have received a few um, messages from people talking about where they have landed in their spiritual lives. Um, Keep sending them in. We want to know. Yeah, and we have one voice message that has come in that we're going to play during the spirituality series. If you would like to leave us a voice message instead of just sending a letter, that is an option. Just go to our webpage at latterdaylesbian.org slash contact, and there's a link right there to leave us a voice message. Just note that they give you 60 seconds, and it cuts off. But you can leave multiples back to back. We'll we'll get those all edited together. Through editing magic, we can put them all together, and no one will be the wiser. That's on you, Dan. Actually, I just did it. Oh, that's on you, Mary. <laughs> you know what? Should we go ahead and give Dan a shout out? Because give Dan I a shout always out. Forget. Dan puts up with our shit. And I always forget to give him a shout out, or I do half the time maybe. So mm-hmm. Dan at Extension Audio edits our podcast, and he does some amazing mastering magic. He does. Send Dan um, your business. Yeah. In fact, he told us he was going on vacation. He's going to be out of the country is coming up soon. And so I said, do you have any specs for mastering that I could do in Audition, which is a program that I would use to do that? And he just gave me all these specs that I don't even really understand. I was like, holy crap, I'm so glad we have you because I have no idea what you just said. It was like he was speaking in another language. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I have some skills, but I don't have all those skills. Yeah, Dan's pretty amazing and he's fast, which is great. I know. Because sometimes our lives get away from us and we end up podcasting way too close to the release date, but somehow Dan manages to turn it around for us, so we appreciate that. I know, every that. single time. Yeah. He is pretty fantastic. I love me some Dan at Extension Audio. <laughs> me too, baby. <laughs> okay. So, Shelly, I believe we have a pod to pimp today. We sure do. Cue music. Pimp your pod. Okay, so who are we pimping? Okay, so I'm excited about this because, A, she's a new patron, so I feel like she loves me. Um, (laughs) Her name is Leah, and her podcast is called, you ready for this? I'm ready. Good Girls Talk About Sex. Whoa. So here's the thing. Scandalous. I know. So the episode that I'm on. You're a good girl? (laughs) uh, Maybe she was good and I was not. I don't know. Um, well, at one time, you certainly were a good truth. girl. This mm-hmm. is true. So the episode that I'm on is going to be released on July 3rd. You're going to want to check it out, and here's why. Leah has this way of getting people to talk about sex to the point where you're realizing, did I just say that out loud? Wow. Um, I know, I know. So I'm <laughs> slightly embarrassed, but then again, slightly not. Like, whatever. Give it a listen. So here's the deal. When you talk about sex, mm-hmm. you talk about me. 
true. But check, this is a, this is a funny thing. So after <laughs> this is really funny. After we recorded, uh-huh. and I said my goodbyes to her, whatever. She was super fun, super fun. If she ever asks you to be on her show, say yes. Okay. Uh, if you don't mind revealing your dirty, I know, dirty details I was like, about your so sex much life. Fun. I know. And then I started talking to you, and I was and I was saying, oh yeah, I told her about blah 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 blah. And you, uh-huh. you, go, you go, whoa, you told her what? <laughs> uh-huh. And then it dawned on me the things that I had said that people were here, and I was like, oof. I have a professional job, and some of my coworkers actually listen to this podcast. Truth. So Leah I don't was need awesome. Them knowing details yeah. about my sex life. So I got back to her and I said, "Hey, um, a favor for me. There's some things that maybe I don't necessarily want the general population." So she was super cool because some people might just be like, "Whatever, I already got it recorded." You know, <laughs> sucks for you. Sucks for you. <laughs> um, but she was very cool, and she was she was like, "Let me let me listen through it." Blah blah blah. And so she took the most scandalous scandalous of parts the and made those available only to her patrons on her Patreon page. Great. Uh, so some people will hear them. <laughs> So now all the people that want the juicy details are going to go over to her Patreon page. Yeah. Hey, so Leah, I just pimped your Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> great. Uh, anyway, it was a lot of fun. So give it a listen. I think I think it was great. It's not just all sex, sex, sex talks. There was, there was a lot of intimacy talk and coming out of the closet talk. It's not a, a like a— It's not like podcast pornography? No, no. Okay. I mean, probably don't listen with your kids or your grandparents in the car. <laughs> Um, but it's not, it's not perverted by any means. It's just, it's very open. You know, grandma might be into some uh, racy stuff. You don't know. I don't want to know. I'm not talking about your grandmother. Oh, so listeners, grandmas. (laughs) Right. Raise your hand if your grandma (laughs) wants to listen to racy. She might. Okay, well. You never know. All right. You don't put grandma in a corner. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, grandma. Nobody puts grandma in a corner. Nobody puts grandma in a corner. True. All right, so that was uh, Good Girls Talk Good, About Sex. Good Girls Talk About Sex will be released July 3rd. And is there an episode number? There is, but I don't remember it. Okay. <laughs> so look for the July 3rd episode, mm-hmm. whatever that is. It might, might have my name on it or something. I don't I don't know. I'll, mm. I'll look into it and get some more information okay. out. Okay. So sorry, I'm a little unprepared. All right. And thank you again, Leah, for having me on. It was super fun. Okay, so now is the time when we are going to go into that segment that we like to call... He Said What! What's today's He Said What, Shelley? Uh, again, in honor of it being Pride June, month. Pride Month, we might dedicate the entire month to our good, good friend, Dallin H. Oaks. Probably one of the most homophobic men in the church... There were maybe worse ones back in the day, but for being so recent, he he's he sucks. All right, let's so here we've it. got. This is from this. He said, "What comes from 1984?" That was a good year to be gay. Not great really. year. Mm-hmm. No, nope, but not that long ago. So I'm just saying, this isn't like the 1920s. Okay, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> it wasn't the 1920s at all. <laughs> Here's what our buddy Dallin has to say. <clears throat> It would also be desirable to permit employers to exclude homosexuals from influential positions in media, literature, and entertainment since those jobs influence the tone and ideals of a society. And we didn't talk about this last week. No. Okay. It's Uh, all running together. No, this was all in the same thing that he wrote, but this is him specifically pointing out that we do not want homosexuals anywhere having to do with media, literature, and entertainment. First, what an assy thing to say. It is an assy thing to say. Second, I did a little research. 
So if you kicked the homosexuals, and by the way, when I say homosexual, um, I want to also include the trans population, the two spirits, the everyone. I'm just quoting what he said. He says homosexual, but I mean well, everyone. Baby, you're learning to be PC. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. I'm trying really hard. I, I really, I'm, I want trying to I be, be a better person. I, I do. I don't want to hurt anyone. Yeah, we don't want to exclude anyone. No, not at all. Probably back then it was all sort of lumped under the gay or homosexual label anyway. Yeah, that's yeah. true. So I'm, as I'm reading these quotes, mm-hmm. in my mind, I, I don't want it to just be directed toward homosexual discrimination. It directs toward all discrimination when it comes to the LGBTQ plus community. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all included. So what I did is I, I did a little research and wanted to find out if these people were excluded from being able to be a force in media or literature um, or entertainment, what would we be missing out on? And some things that I came up with were, one, Michelangelo was most likely gay. Hmm. There were a few different sources that pointed that out, um, just from his life and also from how interested he was in the male body mm-hmm. and how good he was at sculpting it. Clearly, he saw it a lot. <laughs> uh, so it's not known for sure, but so many scholars say he was most likely a homosexual. Okay. Also, Henry David Thoreau, who was a poet, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. gay. Okay, for sure. Most likely. Okay. But here's some here's some. He's not sure. around to ask. No, that we question. can't ask him. Here's some for sure. Tennessee Williams, okay, the writer of The Glass Menagerie mm-hmm. and Streetcar Named Desire, and Truman Capote. Am I saying it right? I think so. He uh, wrote Breakfast at Tiffany's. Yeah, man, a classic that was made into a movie starring, I think, Audrey Hepburn. Yeah. Guess what? Gay. Yeah, and I think she was a heterosexual in the movie. So it's not like, I think what Dallin H. Oaks is worrying about Mm -hmm. is that these gay artists or people in media or literature, what have you, are going to be like inflicting their agenda on the greater population. I saw Breakfast at Tiffany's, the movie one, at one point. I didn't read the book. I don't know if there are any gay people in that (laughs) that movie. Well, I would imagine that had they put homosexual people in their writings that they wouldn't have become popular. That's true. Probably been wouldn't very, have sold probably a book. Been banned. Yeah. Um, but he would have had, if he could have made the rules, our, our buddy, old pal, Dallin H. Oaks, he would have made it so they weren't writing things for the population. Yeah. Because they were gay. Mm-hmm. This is what he's saying right here. Also, um, Emily Dickinson. Yeah. Lesbo. S- supposedly. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. And, and this is not an exhaustive list. There's, is exhaustive the right Word? I think so. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. There are so many more, but I was just picking a few out just to point out. And I was going old school just to point out that the literature on, and things that Dallin H. Oak probably has enjoyed in mm-hmm. his lifetime came from gay people. Potentially, you jackass. Yeah. <laughs> um, so stop acting like we need to erase the gays. So he doesn't want their contribution in any of the arts right, or literature. Right. Or any, okay. Yeah, so let's talk about wow. um, nowadays stuff. We've got, obviously, Ellen. Mm-hmm. Hilarious. Um, well, and Ellen paved the way for so many other shows. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Think of comedians and music. If there were no gay people, what would we even have? We would have maybe um, Nickelback, and that's it. And what a horrible <laughs> world that would Vanilla be. Vanilla Ice? I don't know. Vanilla Ice. Yeah. <laughs> Vanilla Ice and, and Nickelback. So we wouldn't have Freddie Mercury. No, we wouldn't have a queen. Right? We wouldn't have David Bowie. Dude, we wouldn't have George Michael. Oh, sweet George Michael. Love. Yeah. I Love. know, I know, I know. No, and 
you know what? I'm all for the heterosexual contribution to the world. I mean, obviously, we need everybody. Yeah. We need everybody's contribution. Right. And being inclusive doesn't mean that other people get excluded. That was right. that was something I read today was giving people rights doesn't take away the rights of others. It's not like pie. No. It's not like if I give you rights, now I've lost mine. No, everyone can have rights. Everyone can write a song if it's in their heart yeah. to do so. And yeah. they have a catchy hook. Exactly. That's Where would the it. world be without Melissa Etheridge? Come to my fucking window, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't know it was an aggressive song. Have you not listened to that song? It's a little Come aggressive. It's a little yeah, stalkery. No, you're right. You're I right. would dial the numbers just to listen to your breath. Whoa, that is stalker shit right there. <laughs> I never thought about it like uh, that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's intense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what about um, actors and actresses? Who would be? Who would we be missing out on? Oh, I was just thinking about Tracy Chapman, too. Awesome. She got a fast car. She really does. Um, but she that song is here. not about a gay relationship. That's no, about you're right. a heterosexual relationship that turns into her parents' relationship. It's kind of a sad song. It's kind of a really, sad song. Like, stop she's, to think she's about brilliant. it. brilliant. She is brilliant. And what if she... We're not allowed. allowed. Mm-hmm. If Dallin A. Jokes had his way, she would not be allowed to perform. She yeah. wouldn't be allowed to write songs. She wouldn't be allowed to release them. Yeah. She would have to just, I don't know, work at a desk or some shit. I don't know. Nothing against desk workers. Right. We wouldn't have been able to watch Ellen Page portray Juno. That would not have been allowed. True. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, she's fantastic. Yeah, how horrible would it be if the world was run by Dallin H. Oaks, who, by the way, Mormons, he's next in line to be your prophet. He's yeah. next in line to be the one to tell you what to do and what to think. Mm-hmm. How horrible it would be if he had his way, and depending on your gender identity, your sexual attraction, your whatever, you would not be allowed to contribute to society. I know it's sad. Hmm. Kind of feeling, kind of feeling a little sad right now. Should we go hold each other? Should we take a break and go hold each other? <laughs> to take a what? Should we take a break and go hold each oh, other? I thought you said take, should we take our shirts off and hold each other. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I heard that just then. That's what huh. you wanted to hear. Shirts Are coming the, off, baby. Is this turning into the good girls talk about sex podcast. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> Weird. All right. Yeah. Let's take a break. All right. We'll be right back. Mm-hmm. And we're back. Did you Hi. miss us? I didn't. I was, <laughs> I was hugging you topless. Oh, Actually, Mary just went upstairs to get more wine. Huh. So, hmm. Okay. She chose wine over boobs. <laughs> just for now. <laughs> <laughs> wine is the social lubricant that always leads to boobs. Hmm. Did I just say that out loud? You did. Leave <laughs> huh. it in, Dan. <laughs> Lordy. Should we change tax because that was a little depressing? And should we jump into a foom pod? Yes, a foom pod. You're going to crack the f up. Oh, wow. Suddenly you're watching your language. I know. Well, I'm about to say it with, you know. That's true. Cue music. It's the fucked up Mormon phrase of the day. So, Shelly, what is today's fucked up Mormon phrase of the day? I am excited because there's no way in Kolob that you're going to get this. (laughs) Are you ready? The fucked up Mormon phrase of the day today is Mm -hmm. Adam Ondi Amen. What? Adam what? (laughs) Jeez. Oh, by the way, it's brought to you by Jeff B. Thank you, Jeff. This will stump her. Adam, Fuck you, Jeff. Just kidding. <laughs> Adam Andai Amen. Adam Andai? O-N-D-I. Uh-huh. So it's Adam, like the name. Okay. Dash Andai, O-N-D-I, dash Amen. A-H-M-A-N. Oh, my God. hmm Well, 
Adam and Amen seem like names. So Adam, I'm just, I can only assume is like the name of the Adam. Like the first man, supposedly, is okay. Adam. Amen. Oh, God. Help. And listeners, I wish there was a call in. We could get listener. I could phone a friend. <laughs> I need to phone a friend here. Don't help her. <laughs> Make her figure it out. Uh, I, I, how how in the world would I figure that out? I don't know. This is fun, though. Adam Andai Amen. This just seems like names from the Book of Mormon somehow that are involved in some sort of ritualistic. So much better than that. <laughs> so much better. Or so much worse, however okay, you want to call I it. I don't know, Shelly. Okay, are you happy? <laughs> All right. Okay, I'm going to read to you. This is from Wikipedia. Adam on Diamond is a historic site in Davies County, Missouri, about five miles south of Jameson. It is located along the East Bluffs above the Ground River. And according to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, it is the site where Adam and Eve lived after being expelled uh, uh. from the Garden of Eden. <laughs> <laughs> True story. Oh, True story. my God. I'm not done. It teaches that the place will be a gathering spot for a meeting of the priesthood leadership, including prophets of all ages and other righteous people prior to the second coming of Jesus Christ. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this is a place. Yeah, it's the Garden of fucking Eden. <laughs> in Missouri? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> do uh, people in Missouri know that this exists and do they go Just there? Just the Mormon people. And by the way, I need to at this point apologize to my children for dragging their asses on a tour of Nauvoo. Did you go to this place in did. Missouri? Yes, did. Oh, my and, God. But you know what? I'm apologizing, but not apologizing, because my ass was dragged there by my parents when I was a kid. And funny, true story, we're there, and my brother, Mark, my one of my older brothers, he was throwing rocks, because that's what boys do. They throw rocks, I guess. Uh-huh. And he managed to hit a sprinkler, and the sprinkler broke, and it flooded like a section of the Garden of Eden. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Such a great story. So, wait a minute. What? Your parents really believe that this Garden of Eden— I believed it, too. —exists in Missouri. Yes, and that's where Adam and Eve went when God kicked them out of the Garden of how'd Eden. How'd they get there? I don't know. How did they get there, Shelley? I, I, I'm did they use some sort of liahona and, and some sort of magic seer stone that they transported? What are those portals called? A port key. Isn't that what they're called in uh, Harry Potter? I don't know. I just had this Harry Potter discussion with a listener, and now I'm <laughs> blanking on all this whole stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I think it's a port key where you can transport yourself somewhere magically. Mm-hmm. That's what they would need. Is that, is that how it went down? You think they had a boat? I love how boat? Mary's trying to like make sense <laughs> of this You think they shit? had a boat and a horse and stuff? I there don't, were no maybe God just like, like snapped his fingers and put them there. Poof. Poof. You're in Adam Missouri. And you're in Missouri. Okay, no one wants to, okay. My apologies to anyone who lives in Missouri, but they call it misery for a reason. It's true. And when we dra- when Brett and I dragged the kids there to see it, um, it was hot as balls. Uh, I, we had, I want to say, five kids at the time. I was pregnant with number six, so I was hot oh as balls. Oh, my God. You mean the little factory? Oh, those are your balls. <laughs> <laughs> Is that just now occurring to you? I hadn't put it together. I mean, clearly it is the little factory is your balls, but I hadn't like, Im- now I'm imagining like a factory in- It's hot as my little factory. In a nut sack. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. I cannot believe Mormons really think that. Yes. That Adam and Eve r- really were here in America. Yeah, because, and I, I'm going to tell you more. That is so crazy. It's about to get crazier, but let me talk There's to you. There's no way. Think about it. There's no way they could have gotten to America. 
Well, Joseph Smith said it was, so there you go. <laughs> this, this was Joseph Smith's claim. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read some more stuff to you. Nobody too. had discovered it yet. There was this guy named Christopher Columbus. Well, interesting that, that Joseph Smith the just, Americas. Yeah, Joseph Smith just happened to live like right near where the golden plates were, and also just happened to live next where the Garden of Eden was, and just happened like yeah. Wow. I know. This shit gets crazier and crazier. I know. Oh my god, I'm beginning to think it's all fake, <laughs> you <Yeah>. guys. <laughs> I'm just starting to think that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> this is such a good one. It's such a good one. This is crazy. I know. I know. Just when you think this shit can't get weirder. Yeah. No. It's um and it's, harder to believe. Like the fact that so many people really think that Adam and Eve magically got well, this to is Missouri. what Joseph Smith taught, and people didn't question. Question. Why? Were they idiots? Well, why do Mormons right now not question? President Nelson or President whoever, like they don't question. It takes that mentality of wow. believing everything. Joseph Smith could have said anything and they would have believed. Same this with Brigham Young. Same with the, the current prophet. I was in church on a Sunday when someone bore their testimony and it literally said, I love the prophet so much. If he told me to jump off a cliff, I would jump off a cliff. She said that shit. That was when I, one of my last Sundays in church. I was like, these people be wacky. I'm going to break this down some more for you. Do it. Okay. So in the Bible, there was the great flood. Mm-hmm. And it was, this is hard to believe for me, that Noah and his family and a bunch of animals, two by two, were the only ones who survived. Yeah. Right? But if that is true, if, if Christians believe that, mm-hmm. and Mormons are Christians, right? Mm-hmm. They believe in the flood. Right. Supposedly. Does, mm-hmm. does, do Mormons believe in the yes, flood? Yes, absolutely. Yes. Okay. So that means that anyone here in America would have died. Because they were not on the ark. Because the world flooded. So that means Adam and Eve and their offspring that were here in Missouri would have died. Yeah, but then it was it was Noah's family that were left. And then they, they yeah, made they baby. Yeah, they populated everybody else. Sure. Joseph Smith and your family and my family, everybody supposedly descended from Noah's descendants, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't have mattered. It does matter. And I'm going to tell you why. This ought to be good. It is. So I came across this article by LDS Living. And I, it doesn't say on it who wrote it, um, but it's for Sunday school, okay? Mm-hmm. And I'm guessing this is Sunday school for the youth. I'm not positive, but I will double check. But I got to read this because I was like, are you effing kidding me? <laughs> so this, will, this is going to be taught to Mormons. It says, deacons are cool. So deacons are um, the 12 and 13-year-old boys who pass the sacrament. They're called deacons? Yeah. Okay, this irritates me. Oh, God. Because they're how old? 12. And they're called deacons. Yeah. And then when you go on a mission, you're an elder mm-hmm. if you're a boy. And you're a priest when you're 18. What do girls get to be called? Uh, Sisters the entire time. Yeah. That's bullshit. Mm-hmm. They don't get any fancy title. No, you're a sister. <sighs> That's just one more irritating thing about the Because you don't, you, here's, here's why. It's because all everything that I just told you about the boys is an advancement in priesthood. Girls oh. don't advance. <sighs> so guys get to be, was the first level a deacon? Mm-hmm. And then they get to be a uh, teacher. Oh, teachers in there? Deacon, teacher, priest. And the elder thing is just. Yeah, elders when you're on your mission. You know what? Women don't get any titles no. in the Mormon when, church. It, so in the Mormon church, there are titles for the girls when you're 12, 14, and 16. What are the titles? Sister well, one, I'm, sister I might two, use sister that three. As pods. Oh. 
Um, but they don't mean anything. They're just, this is like, you're this year's old, you're this many years old, you're this many years old. And then once you're 18, you're just a sister forever again. <sighs> yeah. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean you've, you've gained anything at all. It's wow. just It's just to, to show who's what age. Mormonism does not benefit girls. No. In any way no. that I can tell. No, it doesn't. If anyone believes that Mormonism is a benefit to girls, let me know. Yeah, tell me how. Yeah, yeah. I challenged that person mm-hmm. to let me know how that, that's a benefit to women mm-hmm. in the Mormon church. Okay, sorry. I'm heated today. You are. I, I see this. Well, uh, this whole Adam and Eve in Missouri thing got me. Yeah. Because that's some real bullshit right there. Yeah, well, let me, let me this is going to, this will make you a little bit more um, heated. So this guy says, deacons are cool. Think about the deacons in your ward for just a moment. Every week, you get an opportunity to partake of the sacrament because of them. So think what? about that. They're talking about the boys, the boys that pass the sacrament. Okay. And he's acting how they're so great. You get the opportunity to, to partake of the sacrament because of them, because they're, they're passing because the they're sacrament passing to you. they're passing it. Yeah. And who wrote this? I got to find it, but it's from LDS Living, which is a church magazine. It's a, it's a Mormon-approved okay, Mormon so magazine. Some writer there mm-hmm, wrote this. Mm-hmm, yes. Giving boys credit for passing a plate of of bread and yes because they have the priesthood right is that, no is it's grape well, juice? water you don't even get fucking it's grape water? juice water water it's bread and water bread and water yeah it's cheap cheap mormons are so damn cheap <laughs> the mormon church has it's more money than god the, and it's supposed to be the blood and body of christ i know that's crazy it's supposed to be wine and bread water oh my god yeah okay anyway <sighs> Um, I love Jesus. to watch them walk to their assigned spots and begin to pass the sacrament to those of us in the congregation. But every now and then I have to laugh a little. Okay, I'm understanding what this is now. This is an article in the Sunday school section of LDS Living. So this is a church-approved article. Okay. Okay, let me carry on. Here are a bunch of boys who just graduated from primary where they sang primary songs and learned about the basics of the gospel. Then all of a sudden they're transformed into ironic priesthood holders. Passing the emblems of the body and blood of Christ. Water. Yeah. All right. Maybe the change doesn't happen overnight. Nevertheless, they're young and they're doing what the Lord has asked them to do, and that's cool. This chapter is about the future responsibility that some deacons may have. Sisters, don't think you'll be left out. It's about you too. Oh, really? Okay. And then that's all he says about it. It's about an event. (laughs) Oh, it's about an event such as the world has never known. What event? I'm telling you, <laughs> it will be one of the biggest sacrament meetings ever to be held in the history of the church, and it will take place before the second coming at a place called Adam on Diamon. Many members of our church have been patiently waiting for this special day to come, so let's take a look at Adam on Diamon and get excited about the greatest gathering of saints of all time. Oh my God. Let's start with the meaning of the name Adam on Diamon. You can probably recognize that it has something to do with Adam, but what does the rest of the name mean? I got that far, Jack <laughs> Wagon. <laughs> <laughs> Elder Bruce R. McConkie, another asshat, explained, Amon is one of the names by which God was known to Adam. Adam on Amen, a name carried over the pure Adamic language into English, is one for which we have not been given a revealed literal translation. Adamic language? He had his own language, Adam? Of course. Okay. As near as we can judge, <laughs> and this view comes down from the early brethren who associated with the prophet Joseph Smith, who was the first one to use the name in this dispensation, Adam on Amen means the place or land of God where Adam dwelt. Dispensation's was- a really big word for you, by the way. It's a stupid word. <laughs> it was the place where Adam and Eve lived when they were expelled from the Garden of Eden. Uh-huh. Poof, they, they had to live Missouri. somewhere, so they took a short journey. Short journey. 
<laughs> From the Fertile Crescent to Missouri. Yeah, that's not short, yo. <laughs> Did they travel up and down the Mississippi on a log raft? Perhaps, that's what I know. perhaps. Okay, they took a short journey to a place where they could live and have a family. So where exactly was Adam's first mortal home? Some people think it was somewhere in the Middle East, but the prophet Joseph Smith said Adam on Diamond is located immediately on the north side of Grand River in Davies County, Missouri, (laughs) about 25 miles north of far west. It is situated on an elevated spot of ground, which renders the place as healthful as any part of the United States and overlooking the river and the country roundabout. It is certainly a beautiful location. I'm pretty sure it was a land flowing with milk and honey. (laughs) I love how he says... Some people think it was somewhere in the Middle East, but mm-hmm. the prophet Joseph Smith said oh, it's it in right. Missouri. <laughs> Brother Joe had it all figured out. God, I hate that I believe this it's shit. It's so stupid, Shelly. It is. Can I keep going? I think it might be fake. <laughs> you might have to say that a lot as I get through this little reading. Okay, here's more. You may have visited the area. Oh, I did. Today, it's God. farmland. There aren't any massive church buildings, no tabernacle, and no conference center. It's just a quiet place where you could go to have a picnic. But about three years before Adam died, he called his children together at this place. Then he gave a farewell speech to his children and blessed them. This is all according to Joseph Smith, of course. This is so stupid. It must have been a memorable time for all who were there. Daniel, a righteous hero in the Old Testament, prophesied that a similar meeting would again take place before the second coming. Did he, though? According to the Old Testament. Well, I, I, he might have said that there would be a meeting before, but it, it's not in Missouri and shit. He was shit. busy battling lions in the lion's den. That's a good he point. He had stuff to do. He's petting kitties. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, okay, so has that second meeting happened already? Not yet. In fact, you may even be invited to attend. <laughs> then again, you may not even know when it occurs. President Joseph Fielding Smith gave us some information about the special meeting. He said, When this gathering is held, the world will not know of it. The members of the church at large will not know of it, yet it shall be preparatory to the coming in the clouds of glory of our Savior Jesus Christ, as the prophet Joseph Smith has said. So he's going to come back to Missouri. That's where, Je- where that's where Jesus is going to come back? Yeah, Jesus is coming to and Missouri. To Missouri? Yeah. <laughs> I hope he brought his bug spray, yo. <laughs> Some big mosquitoes. <laughs> wow. Okay, let me keep reading. This is so great. I'm just, I, I stumbled upon a gem in this article, by the way. The world cannot know of it. The saints cannot know of it, except those who officially shall be called into this council, for it shall precede the coming of Jesus Christ as a thief in the night, unbeknown to all the world. Okay, I'm going to pause real quick. I remember being a kid and learning about this and being like, oh my gosh, well, how are they going to, how are they going to call the special Mormons to go? Are they going to, is it going to be like a phone call or like, like an email, Mm -hmm. like a letter? Like, how will you know that you've been chosen to go to Missouri? Mm -hmm. And so it was always like, oh, well, if you see, you know, if a bunch of the, the high priests and things from your ward suddenly are moving... Like, that might be a sign that the second Let's coming is near. Let's all move to Missouri. Yeah. All you believing Christians that Jesus is coming mm-hmm. back, get your ass to Missouri, because mm-hmm. that's where it's going down. That's right. Could be any moment now. Because <laughs> so I'm not answering the phone. <laughs> if someone said, you know, you're called to go to Missouri because Jesus is coming, I'd be like, suck it. I don't believe it. <laughs> suck it. Jesus wants to talk to me. He knows where I live. Okay. Next. That quote raises an interesting point. Who will be there? The scriptures give us the invitation list. The Lord tells us who was invited, Adam, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, Elijah, Elias, 
Peter, James, John, John the Baptist, and Moroni. And girls there. (laughs) Well, yeah, why would they invite the girls? Aren't they going to want to, like, have some vessel to plant their, like, heavenly seed into for those spirit babies? Sure, I don't, I don't, maybe. It's so funny because all those names were from the actual Old Testament except for Moroni. Yeah, go and throw them in there. Moroni. And Moroni, because he was the the prophet of the— he was the angel, I thought. No, he was, but he was, he was— Sent to open the next dispensation and blah blah blah. It's like the major dispensation. I know, but he, it's, was, it's he all wasn't a up. person. He was an angel, right? No, he was a person. He was a person, but and then an after angel? he died, he was an angel. Okay, and that then doesn't he brought happen. The- <laughs> 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 I love that I'm trying to explain this to you like it's a real thing, and I it's not. And but I'm like, well, I'm, I'm on this side of the angels argument. Angels are angels, and people are people. No, like he was a person, and then he died. That doesn't he happen. He buried the plates, then he died. He was like the last of his people, and then he became an angel. And uh, that's not a thing. Well, none of this is a thing. <laughs> you know that, right? <laughs> These are the stories I was raised on. By the way, this 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 list of everyone who's going to be there, I remember being a girl and knowing this list, actually. Because there's no girls in that yeah, fucking list. Yeah, and having list. it hurt me that there were no girls, and having it again reduce me to worthlessness yeah. from this. Yeah. And— Unless you change your name to fucking Moroni— I'm not gonna fuck Moroni. <laughs> Although oh, the God. depictions of him in the in was the Mormon art was handsome and like <laughs> was- he looked like a bodybuilder. Who the fuck looks like a bodybuilder like in BC? Bodybuilder angel. This angel goes to CrossFit. <laughs> I'll be back. <laughs> I'm pumping Something iron. Like, I'm pumping iron. <laughs> I have to lift the plates. <laughs> yeah, they could have been heavy. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. He must have been all muscled up <laughs> in his robe. I could see Joseph Smith li- lifting those plates. He was a skinny guy. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So Moroni would have had to pump iron to be able to lift yeah, those things. and carry him around and shit. Maybe he just lifted the plates all the time. Oh, that's how he, he got big. He didn't need iron. He had did, gold. <laughs> but did he skip leg day? <laughs> <laughs> leg day. He didn't do any squats? No, he's just okay. lifting them. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, so I wanted to point this out. The stories that are told over and over um, as you're being raised, they are fake, (laughs) but they are so focused on how great men are and how the men are all the great ones. The men are going to be there for Jesus' return and and this big sacrament meeting or some shit. It hurt me. It damaged me. And I was too embarrassed and shy and beaten down, not— literally, but mm-hmm. um, to ask why aren't there girls? I it just, because it, I actually never asked questions well, in church. I was told how it was. I believed how it was, and I internalized w- it. what your dad did when you asked if there was reverse polygamy. Not yeah. even asked. You just gave him this example. How would you feel if there was reverse polygamy in heaven? Yeah. And he and threw you under the bus. Yeah. You were ridiculed. So yeah. why would you feel like you could be at liberty to say something like that? No. Well, and I didn't, but I didn't question anything. That was what was so damaging for me is I didn't question and I was taught things that hurt me as a human being and I knew they were true. I didn't think that for a second that it might be wrong. I just knew that this was true and it hurt me that that's how little God thought of me. Yeah. Which I think is why when I started going through my faith transition, every new thing that I realized was false, was a lie, I felt relieved. Yeah. I'm sure. I, I wasn't sad about it. I was relieved, like, oh, wow, I'm not a piece of shit. Wow. Oh, wow, I'm not just here to make babies and then going to be in heaven making babies forever, forever Ugh. sharing my husband with a bunch of other women. Like, mm-hmm. it was a relief. Yeah. I wish that the men in the church would understand how hurtful these 
teachings are. Yeah, for sure. That basically Christianity, Christianity in general, is a hurtful or hurtful teachings because they just don't talk about the women. But Mormonism specifically is so the men are so important. Yeah, and the women are nothing. Mm -hmm. Um, So anyway, that made me think of that as I as I was reading this list of who's going to be there because I remember hearing about this growing up, not necessarily this article, but hearing about this and thinking it was so cool that that Mm -hmm. you know. the prophet was going to call people yeah. to go be with Jesus in Missouri. Well, Eve, I think, was really important to the Mormons because if it weren't for her, they wouldn't have gotten to Missouri in the first place. Eve sinned. Yeah, but they didn't come to America. Th- but they don't talk about that, that Eve did a good thing. Mm-hmm. They just say, well, Eve sinned, and so she got cast out, and Adam made the right choice in going with her because they were supposed to populate and replenish the earth. In America. <laughs> in Missouri, specifically. <laughs> <laughs> oh, until the flood wiped off their wiped out their offspring. Yeah. But do they know that Noah is descended from them? I don't, I don't know. But not in Missouri. I haven't asked them lately. They don't call anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's a thing, you know. Noah was descended supposedly from Adam and Eve, and he was not in Missouri. Sorry, Mormons. Yeah, you fucked that one mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. All right, can I read mm-hmm. some more? Mm-hmm. Being given to the Savior connotes an act of covenant making. To be out of the world is to fully observe and keep one's covenants with the Lord. In other words, every Latter-day Saint has the potential opportunity to meet with the Savior in a sacrament meeting experience at the time of His coming. That means that every prophet of every dispensation will be there, including Lehi, Nephi, Jacob, Abinadi, Alma, Mormon, Joseph Smith, Brigham Young, and Gordon B. Hinckley— even you and I could be there, provided we live worthily and keep our covenants. Mm-hmm. And pay your tithing. Well, yeah, that's one of your stupid covenants. <laughs> Elder McConkie said, Every faithful person in the whole history of the world, every person who has so lived as to merit eternal life in the kingdom of the Father will be in attendance and will partake with the Lord of the sacrament. In Missouri. In Missouri. <laughs> so I remember hearing that and being like, oh my gosh, I can't make mistakes. Like, I want to be one of the special people who were called to go to Missouri. I want to I want to see Jesus. Who doesn't mm-hmm. want to see Jesus? Yeah, in Missouri. In Missouri. <laughs> Didn't dawn on me that that was freaking ridiculous. <laughs> no, it never occurred to you? No, I believed everything. <laughs> I didn't question one single thing until I was like in my 40s. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Jesus, if he existed— is going to come back to Israel, probably. No, it's Missouri (laughs) with bug spray. You know, I just don't believe any of this anymore. Sorry, Christians. Um, I don't think there's going to be a second coming. I think that Jesus was a really cool historical figure that possibly wanted to, like, run for office. Like, he wanted to maybe overthrow the the Roman Empire. He was a badass. Yeah, and he had lineage that stemmed from kings, Mm -hmm. like King David. Um, he might have had a really yeah. solid he, he, claim to the throne. He was stirring shit up. He was uh, going yeah, against the Yeah, he was the, a rebel, man. He was like the, the independent party. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I could believe that more than I could believe some, like, savior stuff. What about believing he's going to come back to Missouri? Yeah, no, I just really can't get behind that. Mm-mm. All right, I'm almost done, but i got to keep reading. You're How, compelled to I'm keep compelled. reading. I'm <laughs> compelled. How would you like to be a deacon at that sacrament meeting? When I was a deacon, we were assigned numbers that told us where we were supposed to pass the sacrament. If you were assigned number one, you passed to those on the stand who presided over the meeting. What if you got number one at the Adam on Diamond sacrament meeting? Oh my God. You would slowly walk up to the stand, 
and pass the sacrament to the person presiding. I mean, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, you're going to give Jesus Christ some cheap bread and water? <laughs> yeah, you're going to give Jesus a piece of himself and his own blood? No, he did that as the last supper, supposedly, but it wasn't water and some I know, but the sacrament now is supposed to be bread. like you're partaking of the body of Jesus and the blood of Jesus. And so, like. Well, he said to do that in remembrance. I know, of but me. why would you give Jesus that sacrament? <laughs> I think Jesus is would be gonna like, remember Jesus himself? would be like, I got this kid. And then, poof, <laughs> the water would turn into wine. Yeah, he'd be having a party. Like, yeah, and then the Mormons would be like, oh, can't mm-hmm. drink alcohol. Oh my God. See, I do. Now I do want to go so I can kick it with Jesus and get shit faced on some Jesus wine. Because you know Jesus that shit is amazing. It's a really good year. <laughs> <laughs> the year of our Lord and Savior. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. <laughs> Sorry. Jesus is getting down in Missouri. Do they have good grapes there? Oh, well, he's going to the water into um, wine. I'm pretty sure the grapes suck in Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. Jesus is there. He's oh, like, yeah. bring it me some matter. of that swamp water. I'm going to hook shit up. <laughs> Poof, these are Cabernet grapes from uh, <laughs> originally from France, but transported to California because that's where all the best wine is. <gasps> did I just say that out loud? You did. Wow. Okay. Sorry, everybody else. <laughs> I really like California wine. It is good. All right. Can I keep reading? Mm-hmm. Then you would pass the sacrament to Adam, Noah, Lehi, Moroni, President Hinckley, and all of those <laughs> who have been prophets. <laughs> Wow. Oh my gosh, Mormons, y'all be crazy. <laughs> I can't believe you bought this crap. I know. Then he says, I don't think I could do it. I would want to stop and shake hands with each of them. So <laughs> going back to being a girl, uh-huh. I wanted to pass the sacrament so badly. I thought that was the coolest thing. You weren't thing. a deacon. I know, and I couldn't. And so this, this kind of talk, this kind of article, this sort of teaching about the second coming and Adam on Diamond and all that shit— is not good for girls because who gets to pass the sacrament to Jesus? Boys. Boys. Yeah. No, you wouldn't have been able to do that. No. Mm-hmm. And that hurt me. I, all of the stuff that I'm reading to you, I don't know when this article came out, but I I had been taught all of this as a child and a mm-hmm. teen, and it hurt me every time. Yeah. Not. I'm not going to raise my hand and say, why don't the girls get to? I just took it in and got more and more beat down because I believed all of it. Yeah. I believed all of it. Yeah. No wonder you wanted to be a boy. Yeah. Okay, I got more. <laughs> Can you imagine who the speakers will be? Oh, jeez. This guy <laughs> I got to find out who wrote this shit. Much. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dig deep, and we're going to call him on the phone. Oh, let's get him on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> when was this written? I, I have to look it up. I have to look okay. it up. It's, I looked everyone on the article. I need to go a little bit uh, deeper. Okay. Maybe Adam will be asked to conduct the meeting. He might say something like this. Welcome to our sacrament service today. We will start by singing, We Thank Thee, O God, for a Prophet, after which Nephi will give our opening prayer. Maybe we will sing, I Know That My Redeemer Lives, as we look at the Savior Himself. Did Adam learn to speak English when he moved to Missouri? (laughs) I I, I don't know. Maybe speaking in tongues. Maybe everyone speaks in tongues here. Maybe. So who's going to translate that shit? Yeah, someone's giving the interpretation for that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What Adam's trying to say is... (laughs) God. Okay, there's more. This might be fake. Jesus Christ may be the concluding speaker as he prepares the righteous for the time he comes in his glory He might be the concluding speaker, or it might be Hinckley. (laughs) Here's here's another thing that pisses me off. So it's typical... All over the world in Mormon meetings that the if, if, if a woman and a man speak, the woman speaks first and the man 
speak second. It's like Best the more important. And they'll tell the girl, okay, you've got, you have like six minutes and they'll give the man like 20 minutes to speak. Oh, okay. And so here he's reinforcing it. Oh, who's going to be the concluding speaker? Oh, of course it's Jesus. Well, he hasn't mentioned a woman yet. No. Nobody gives a shit about the women. No one gives a shit. I mean, I really hope that if Jesus is real and he comes back to Missouri, for God's sake, that he would be the final speaker. I mean, it should be his show. Well, sure. Isn't it about him? But I hate how in Mormon culture, it's always the men who speak last. Well, for sure. It was only until very, very recently that they allowed a woman to give a prayer in general conference. Did you know that? Not surprised. Yeah. Okay. We're almost done. Okay. Thankfully, because this is so ridiculous. All right. (laughs) I'm entertained by it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. We got some more Elder Bruce R. McConkie quote. So Elder Bruce R. McConkie described the gathering as the greatest congregation of faithful saints ever assembled on planet Earth. Huh. It will be a sacrament meeting. It will in be Missouri. a day of judgment for the faithful of all the ages. In Missouri. Mm-hmm. Okay. I really want to be there, and I know you want to be there too. So later on, I'll discuss how we can prepare for that day. What else will happen at this meeting? President Joseph Fielding Smith said, Christ will come and Adam will make his report. At this council, Christ will be received and acknowledged as the rightful ruler of the earth. Satan will be replaced. What a great time to live. What an exciting opportunity we have as we look forward to the ultimate sacrament service of all time. Slow clap. (laughs) Slow clap for the biggest heap of horse shit. Keep bumping my mic. Mm. Oh, lordy. Did I get is is Hinckley actually a prophet? Did yeah, I get he that was right? the one who said he preferred women to only wear one earring oh, in each right. ear hole. I get them all mixed up. And then every everyone after that was like, the prophet commanded. Yeah, taking my earring out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow, Missouri. Gosh, this just gives me new fuel for my fake joke. Mm-hmm. You get that, right? I bet that guy whose mom's dragged him to her booth doesn't know about this. No. <laughs> How would he know that? He wouldn't, because yeah. it's stupid. No one tells the, the new converts the stupid shit. That Adam and Eve lived in Missouri. <laughs> I was like, you know, you know what's beautiful? <laughs> Fuck the Middle East. Yeah. I'm going to Missouri. Yeah. I'm packing my bags, and I'm going to traipse up and down the Mississippi River. I think You know, some might think that Adam and Eve were in the Middle East. Mm-hmm. But Joseph Smith tells us they were in Missouri. Mm-hmm. So that must be true. <laughs> that must be true. <laughs> <laughs> How'd they get there? That's what I want to know. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to know. I'm going to ask Jesus when I get invited to that sacred meeting with all the wine. (laughs) I'm I'm thinking you're not Jesus. Have a question? You're not. Of course I am, because he's going to want people to drink wine with him. And who drinks wine better than you and I? Well, Mormons don't drink wine. That's what I'm saying. He's like, why am I going to invite all these freaking prudes? Bring some real wine drinkers to this party. Mm -hmm. Because it's going to be the best Jesus wine. It's going to be a throwdown. It's going to be a Jesus throwdown. I bet you it's the best tasting with zero calories. Oh. And I bet you get you get drunk off like a like like a half a glass. Will that matter in the afterlife? No, this is now. Okay. It's Did you tomorrow? not realize that? No, <laughs> I, I mean it's not invitation. after we die. It's like any time now they're gonna call people and say head to Missouri because Jesus is coming, mm. and Nephi will be there, and Moroni, and Nephi, and made Lehi, up people, and Noah, and Abinadi, and, and Gordon B. Hinckley, <laughs> <laughs> and Joseph Field- Fielding. Yeah, was there was his... Joseph Smith, and there was Joseph Fielding Smith, and there was also Joseph F. Smith. Uh, were they descendants? I'm sure they were somehow related. I don't know. Lord. I know. You know, I'm going to say it again. Say it. I'm starting to think this Mormon shit's all fake. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, it's exhausting just reading blatant lies out loud. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little tired. I think we should wrap this up. 
I agree. We didn't get to a letter this week. Um, we'll get to it next week. We've got some really good letters. We have an recently. awesome letter. We have two awesome Philip stories. Um, but this, oh, yeah. this, this week, uh, I did not realize how ridiculous that article was. I was trying to find an, uh, something about Adam on Diamond, and that I just sort of crazy. skimmed it. And I was like, okay, this will explain what it is. But as I'm reading it, I'm like, good hell. <laughs> <laughs> this, this, is a, this is an entire podcast. All by itself. That was nuts. Yeah. Wow. You're welcome. I've got to make those fake t-shirts because mm-hmm. it's so true, you guys. Oh, yeah. We're going to start making like actual printed t-shirts, not iron-ons. Um, yeah. We're going to start doing that. And the spirituality recording that we have that mm-hmm. we're going to play in July, this person's still, I want. I don't want to ruin it because we'll play it then, but she's still going to the church. She still is like, what if you, and we've had some letters lately. It's like, what if you still maybe might think it's true? Like you- you don't want to think it's true, but what if it actually is true? Oh, yeah. Remember her letter? Yeah. We've had that lately. Yeah. Guess what? It's not. Yeah. And if it is, it's nothing I want to be a part of. Well, that's the thing. It's like, what if you die and you find out that, yes, it is true, and, oh, I guess now you're screwed. Don't Mormons have kind of a built-in like insurance policy about that? Like, you can be baptized— it later, like someone well, could do baptism Well, you get a chance to you. hear the gospel, and if you dismiss it in this life, then you don't get a chance. So you still get—no, but I think you get a chance, right? After you die, people can do baptisms for you? Doesn't I, that save I you? I don't know what, what the deal is. What are baptisms for the dead? It's, it's for people for... who have never heard of the gospel before, didn't get a chance oh. to bow their head and say yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's another thing we got to talk about. Uh-huh. Yep. Wow. This stuff's crazy, you guys. I know. I know. Whoa. I know. Okay, my head is blown. Mm-hmm. Let's go drink wine and snuggle. All right, well, we're going to go do that and drink some Jesus wine. Yes. And uh, this will do it for this week, everybody. Yes. Woo! That was a, I think that was a good one. That was a good one. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. That was an incredible foom pod. It was extra <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> that mm-hmm. foom pod took up <laughs> half of the episode. Well, it was interesting. It was. And extra fucked up. Yeah. Okay. All right, so until next time, remember, kids, steer clear of cults, because they are no joke. No joke. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.